welcome to this edition of the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and joining me, the co-host of our podcast, the director of the Janesville Community Center, my fellow teacher here at Rock County Christian School, the author behind the Ray's Rambling blog, Ray Jewell. Ray, welcome back. Hey, Kevin. It's good to be here again, as always. Thanks for lunch today, by the way. It was awesome. Um, yeah, and we want to broach a topic that I've been writing about in addition to my blog that I'm working on going through the book of Acts. Uh, last couple of days I've been writing on uh, the misapplication yeah. of Scripture. And that really is the, the theme we want to talk about today. Yeah. And you, since you broached the topic, I thought this would be a good, maybe one or two. At least. Uh, <laughs> when when I told my wife that's what we were going to talk about today, she said, well, see you next year. Yeah. <laughs> and she's probably right with that. Probably right. Now, I've, I'm on a little bit of a time crunch, as I just found out. Oh, okay. But okay. Uh, that doesn't mean we have to record everything today. Right. So we That's can, a good thing. So we're going to go through, uh, there's a list here of 17 of the most misused verses in the Bible, according to Eric, uh, how do I pronounce this? Oh, name? my. Bargerhuff. Sounds good. Bargerhuff. That looks right to me. <laughs> um, he wrote the book, The Most Misused Verses in the Bible, Surprising Ways God's Word is Misunderstood, by, uh, published by my good friends at Bethany House. So uh, my friends at Bethany... Um, we could use a sponsor. Yeah, we could. <laughs> uh, so my friend Sean, Sean Tabbitt, who uh, works there, uh, if you're listening to the podcast... Uh, you know, throw us a couple of bucks, and, and we'll promote anything that Bethany puts out. Well, we would do that. Yeah, if I'd really sell my soul they, for Anything they want to, you know, for a free book, for a free book, and we'll we'll talk about it. We'll blog about it. We're good at that. The Bethany House, or how about the Basic Bible Broadcast, brought to you by uh, oh. the fine folks at Bethany House Publisher. Anyway, uh, that sounds really good to me. <laughs> and Eric, if you're listening, uh, come on the podcast and and share your your thoughts and uh it is a good book and hey uh, you can teach us how to pronounce your last name <laughs> hopefully i didn't butcher it too much eric um <laughs> uh, anyway it is a good book i have the book okay um and we're going to kind of go through these verses because man i'll tell you it really irritates me to see the word of god butchered yeah um i, I won't say when this was but in the relative recent uh, recent times yes my wife and i were sitting in a preaching service um and the preacher said to turn to a passage of scripture and i turned to jill and quietly said this is going to be a train wreck <laughs> she's like no i said no you, i you i know where you. this verse is go i know where he's going to go and it's just going to go right off the rails and sure enough that's exactly what happened and i wanted to stand up and scream Read the context. Yes. Um, but I didn't, out of respect. Um, it's, maybe it's time for us to become Nathans and John the Baptist. <laughs> or what's probably most likely going to happen, you ever watch the old TV show Mystery Theater 3000 or 2000? Or, Actually, no. It's, <laughs> it's a little... <laughs> um, I'm not that old, Kevin. <laughs> That's what I told my wife when she brings up an old TV show I've never heard of. It's back in the, I don't even remember when it was, 2000s maybe. Oh, okay. Well, It's these two guys, the whole show is are these two guys watching bad movies and making fun of it. 
Oh, okay. Uh, think of it. Think of it like the two old guys up on the I Muppet just Show. That's exactly um, what my mind just. Went. That's where we're gonna wind up. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna be sitting in some church balcony somewhere. <laughs> so non-consequential um, at all. Is yeah. That what you're saying? Um, and but we're we'll have fun. Them. We'll have fun doing it. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast in of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mocking could. bad sermons, but I don't know where I want to go down that road or not. Uh, probably not. But um, <laughs> there are so many verses. Oh. That we see. It's. It's just infinitum, the yeah. number of verses that are ripped out of context that, you know, that the original author would, would look at it and say, you think I wrote that? Yeah. I mean, come on, people. We, and, you know, I think one of the main reasons, well, there's several reasons why this happens. One is we want the Bible to say what we want it mm. to say. That's probably the biggest. The other is we're too lazy to do the research, to do the work, yeah. to read the context. A lot of times people will just say, oh, my pastor, you know, he's so good, and he's going to say directly from, from God's mouth to his ears out of his mouth. Yeah. Instead of being like the Bereans who are commended right. because they searched the scriptures to see, you know, what was said, if it was true or not. You know, at some point, I, I need to write our blog... Uh, the Basic Bible Podcast website, our blog, is pathetic. Because um, I don't write. I had this grand vision of me writing every week. It just hasn't happened. So maybe someone needs to get on me about that. But Or maybe somebody <clears throat> can just pass it along to someone <laughs> who likes to write. <laughs> well, like I did that in the, uh, on the uh, what was, uh, Reflect book. Yes. I did that. So but we are going to be airing. We are airing. We are going to be publishing some of these articles that you've been posting, though. Okay. Uh, that we're that we're gonna be talking about here. Okay. Um, in fact, by the time this airs, so these probably will have been been posted. Okay. But anyway, um, I've always wanted to write this article about preaching and studying, because I, I wonder if the pastor realizes how he preaches has a direct effect on how people study the Word of God. Mm, mm -hmm. Because if you're just pulling out verses here and verses there... And saying that the Spirit is leading you. Yeah, or even just saying this is... Um, God get the told idea <laughs> that this is how they can study Scripture. Right. That's why I believe in expository preaching, where you go mm -hmm. book by book, mm -hmm. line by line, precept by precept, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. So you're reading everything within the context that, mm -hmm. it, that it's meant to be. And people learn how to study their Bibles that well, way. Well, even when I do what would be called the topical sermon, I treat it expositorily. Right, right. I, I go to the context, and if there's allusions to other, you know, to the Old Testament yeah. or something, I want to look at those too. Because, you know, you'd be surprised how much uh, good stuff can be shared with the people if you do that. Right. But if you just... You know, I'm going to narrow in on these two verses for today, and you could be teaching heresy. Yeah. You know, like... Well, well let's wait. Yeah, yeah. okay, uh, okay. We're going to go you're, by these one by you, one. You've got a purpose, um, okay. Yeah. We have to have a plan today. Usually when I, you and I get together, it's just kind of freestyling it. Well, um, typically for the basic Bible podcast, you have an outline. Yeah, I do so have an outline. you do have a plan. Um... It's raining and Ray that has, right. and we just has no direction. We just yeah, we just <laughs> recorded one just a few minutes ago, so maybe that's what I'm thinking. But um, I, I think so, Pastor. Let me encourage you as you're preaching. Think about how is this going to teach someone to study the Word of God? Because mm -hmm. again, if I'm just pulling random verses here, random verses there, my fear is uh, first off, you lose any sort of biblical theology. The idea 
of a grand narrative that's mm -hmm. woven through the pages of Scripture. Which would be fit right in with the postmodern mindset. Right. But now you're creating your own narrative but by, by proof texting or pulling a verse here, pulling a verse here. Um, you create your own narrative. Yeah. My uh, main professor in seminary, Dr. Robert Lowry, told the story, you know, how if people were just to take a Bible and open it up mm. and, and, you know, um, something about, well, oh, this one says uh, Judas went and hanged himself yeah. and he opened it up to another place. Oh, go and do it likewise. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how silly it is. Because even though we would never condone death, the way that a lot of preaching is done right. leads towards spiritual death. Have you heard the story about the businessman who was about to lose everything? He didn't know what to do, so he talked to his pastor. Pastor, what do I do? What's his spiritual advice? And this guy didn't know what to tell him, so he said, go home, open up your Bible, and just put your finger down. Wherever that verse says, you do it. Hmm. And so a couple of weeks later, ran to his sister and said, do you do what I tell you to do? Oh, yeah. It worked like a charm. It was great. I'm now, uh, I'm not worried about anything anymore. So what verse did you land on? He said, oh, it just said chapter 15. <laughs> anyway, some of you will catch that. A little bankruptcy <laughs> joke there. <laughs> but anyway, okay. So, um, yeah, we even if we are not pastors, and right now you neither one of us is a pastor, mm -hmm. um, we still have an obligation to study the scripture properly. We're and told, encourage others to do the same. Yeah, I mean, we're told in Timothy um, to be like a good workman who's not ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, so we have an obligation here mm -hmm. to, in fact, let me let me pull that verse up here. Um, where am I here? You're in your classroom, Kevin. Yes, I, well, I am in the classroom, that's right. <laughs> uh, I'm trying to pull up this... Uh, this verse here, but it's kind of escaping me at the moment, and that's bad because it really shouldn't. Well, and even more direct is the is the verse that talks about oh, here we go. teachers. You know, yeah, more. Well, do your best, James. Second uh, Timothy two, fifteen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. So we are to rightly handle the word of God. Right, and that means, you know, it means uh, <coughs> first and foremost, you know, we were talking about prayer on the reigning and rape. Yeah, prayer has got to be first yes. and foremost what you do yes. before you approach the Word of God. Talk to the author before consulting. Yeah, him. I mean, and and the Holy Spirit does guide us. I don't ask me how. I just know that as I write my daily blog, you know, I start it. It's even a short prayer sometimes, or I'm just in that that attitude of prayer. And as I read through the passage I'm going to write on, it's like, okay, these things come out to me. And then I always try to to apply. I mean, I talk about what's going on in the in the story or in the the, the passage I'm looking at. But then I'm also then how does this affect the way we do things today? Yeah. Are there corollaries? But that you've got to start with the text. Right. And not just pull it out of its con not just the, the the scriptural context, but the historical and cultural context in which it was written. Yeah, sometimes we I and preachers, I say I, I've done this, it's 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 terrible but my younger days. But you know, I have a topic in mind. Mm -hmm. And so I go to the scriptures and I want to prove my topic. I want to get to 
And what am I doing? I'm enforcing my my opinion on the text. Yeah. Instead of it being the other way around. All right. So um, we, we need to handle the word of God properly. And I think you said, yeah, number one, begin with prayer. And then, you know, I mean, it's always best if you know the original languages, but most of us don't. I mean, I, I even after a, a, several years of Greek and uh, one or two of Hebrew, I'm just not a language person, at least not a foreign language person. But that's when you get you go consult the experts, right. people who have devoted their lives to studying the Hebrew, you know, the Hebrew language, the Greek language, and have written commentaries based on that knowledge. Right. And then you know you also want to consult historical theology, and you want to consult uh, present theology. I mean, there's there's a ton more people smarter than you and I out there that we can learn from and who are biblically based. And all, you know, my favorite would be N.T. Wright. Your favorite would be... Uh, Hold on. Not Wayne Grudem. I like Grudem. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I want everyone good. to listen to this. That drop was the big historical theology book I have uh, right here. It's pretty thick. Yeah, I don't know why I just dropped it, but I felt like it. it everyone needed to hear the thud, the impact on the it. ground. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, historical theology by Greg Allison, there, which the fine folks at Southern Seminary in uh, Louisville were kind enough to give to me. Ah, okay. Man, you get more books given to you than Cutter had little pills. I actually had uh, this. This was a I won a contest. Oh, okay. While I was there at Southern on a preview weekend, they gave me this book for tweeting the most during that week. <laughs> well, that's right down your alley. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, so when you approach the scriptures, it's not just a matter of, oh, this verse sounds really nice, I want to apply it to my life. Mm-hmm. We have to take it in, in context, just like we do with everything else in life. Yeah. You know, what other book do you just pull random sentences out of and say, mm-hmm. oh, wow, I'm going to use that. Or we don't want to be treated that way. Yeah. We don't want to be take, our words being twisted and taken out of context. I think... We've all had that experience. Well, yeah, I mean, anybody that's dealt with the media at all (laughs) has had that happen to them. The the thing I I do want to get to, though, because having been a pastor of uh, small rural churches that are relational churches, there's also this thing where you got to guard your study time. Yeah. you got to make sure that you got at least 10 hours a week to prepare. Uh, You're talking about pastors. Yeah. The, the old rule of thumb was, you know, f- an hour for each minute that you're going to speak. Now that, you know, 20 minute sermon, 20 hours, that's a lot of time when you're in a relational church. But yeah. another part of that, not only are you, are you to exegete the text, you are to exegete your people. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, what good is it to talk about uh, dying to a 20 to 30 year old something group? Yeah. You know, they're they're not they're not there. You know, but what you know, talk about family and you all you got are your grandparents. You know, and we, we have to be careful years. because we're not saying that you need to change the meaning of the text. To not fit at all. The crowd, but um, you've got to know your crowd, who you're talking to, in order to to present the word of God well, to them. Let's rein you in for a second. Properly. Let's get to our verses here. Okay. Now let's look at our that. time. Uh, I, think, I think we're getting, time, time, we're getting off here. Oh, you um, know what? The first one on this list is probably the main, main, main one that is abused. All right, I'm going to read this. Now, we did do a whole podcast on this. Uh, Doug Shaw, you know Doug. You work yeah, with Doug. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, Doug Shaw and I did a whole podcast on this. He freaked me out. Did, did you hear this story? You listened to the podcast, right? You must know. No, you didn't listen. Did you right? Bad, right? Oh, no, you know. Bad, so, bro, anyway, bad. Um, he came uh, last year, actually during summer school last year. Okay. He did one of our summer school chapels. You did the first one. Right. Um, I think he did the last one. And he said, now I'm going to talk about a controversial topic, and I hope Mr. Thompson doesn't mind. And that freaks me out. Uh, what I don't know what the message is, and he's telling me it's controversial. And he, and he turned here, uh, let's turn this passage, Matthew 7 and verse 1. Judge not. Stop. That's all we need to know. Boom. Judge not. Right? <laughs> I can close my Bible. Well, We're that's done. the way it's treated. You can never, ever judge anybody for any reason, period. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, there's more. There, there's a ton more. There's more. Judge not. That you be not judged, for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged, and with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Um, and he talks about you know the speck in someone's eye. But the point of this passage um, is not okay. Don't ever judge anybody. Right. The, pa- the, the point of the passage is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Don't judge people by a standard you yourself would not want to be judged by. Right. And the the thing is if we judge people based on the word of God. It's not us doing the judging anyway. Right. This is this is God saying this to you through me. And it's interesting in verse 15, we see, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, that sounds like judging to me. <laughs> when you call somebody a false prophet, yeah. and they're, they're, they're saying one thing, but they're really not, yeah. that... That requires a judgment call. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus really had a lot of what our world would consider to be nasty things to say about the religious elite in the right. first century Judaism culture. And you know, not only that, the Apostle Paul talks about you know, taking uh, lawsuits outside of the church. You, know, there's, you shouldn't do that. You're not to judge those out outside but you are supposed to judge those right. on the inside yeah. and so, so we have a commandment to judge yes very much so and uh you know and it's so you know, it's been on facebook often the illustration where it's got judge not up in the corner and everything else in the sermon on the mount scribbled out yeah you know, jesus hits hard in that sermon it's not all fun and games you know it's it's sacrifice it's taking taking the law to a, a higher level yeah. than what the law was originally said or certainly had become to, to the first century Jew. When he's talking, he says, if you call somebody fool, you've killed him. It's the same thing as murder because you've assassinated his character. I wouldn't say the same thing as murder, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sin that's on par. Yeah. I don't want anyone off you and well, you know, I thought that of this person, so I might as well kill them. <laughs> no. Um, so, yeah, no one, no one can live their life without judging. Yeah. Um, you know, I get emails all the time from Nigerian princes who want to give me their money mm. if I only give them my bank account number. <laughs> so, what do I do in that situation? I make a judgment call. And I say, this guy is trying to rip me off. So I'm not going to hand over my bank account information. Well, and even on a broader level, deciding to 
you know, what you're going to wear to work that day. Yeah. That's a judgment call. And what I'm going to eat for lunch. You know, we, we can't live without making some kind of a judgment call. You know, Granted, on a much lesser scale, but it's there. In November, I'm going to have to make a judgment call oh, between yeah. several candidates. Yeah. Well, next year. Next year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to have to make a judgment call. This guy. It's, it's interesting that a lot of the people I hear, and, and sometimes, honestly, it's people on the left. Don't judge. You can't judge anybody. How can you judge? Donald Trump's a horrible person. I can't believe he's yeah. a tyrant. He's a dictator. Yeah. Whoa, what happened to the not judging part? Yeah. Now, by the way, I probably agree with some of those, those judgments. Yeah. But they are judgments. Right. The problem is, when I hear someone say, you can't judge me, what they're really saying is, I want to continue in whatever sin I want to do. Yep. And I don't want you to say anything about it. Right. Yep. And I think that that right there in a nutshell is why it's probably the most abused passage of scripture yeah that's that's out there i mean there are several others as our list shows but that you know that one is um, severely abused and yeah not think about the, the attitude of, of david in the psalms he says search me O god mm -hmm. try me yeah, judge and me. know my ways <laughs> judge me that's yeah. what he's saying yeah judge me says. i want to be judged yeah because i don't i hate sin mm -hmm. and if you see it in me call it out of course, he's saying that a year after his sin is found out. Right. I mean, when when he's and when it's revealed to him that he, you know, he's been doing this mass cover up over the death of Uriah and the adultery with Uriah's wife Bathsheba. Right. But, yeah, I mean that is an awesome psalm of contrition, of repentance, of confessing. Yeah. That we all need to do probably on a daily basis. Because we always sin, uh, and yet, the, and that—that's where I think where Jesus comes around to saying, you know, take the the plank out of your own eye yeah. before you try to take the little speck out of your neighbor's right. eye, and that's, you know, so that helps us to judge not. Yeah, but that doesn't mean we don't judge. Right, we have to judge, but. Um, number one, it can't be a hypocritical judgment. Right. It has to be and righteous. Number two, yeah, it's got to be righteous in the sense of we're dealing with what Scripture says, not just what my opinions are. Right. You know, if I don't like the way you sing or the what you sing or what, you know, it has to be a biblical issue or mm -hmm. the way you style your hair or the movies that you watch or whatever. Um, there are some things I just have to let the conscience. And that's, you know, we get into the New Testament, Paul deals with the issue of eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. Mm -hmm. And he said, Paul says something that, you know what, is a judgment call. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, you know, if if they're going to get then fine. And, and yeah, if you, it if means you disagree, then nothing, don't be but, if, but if a weaker brother is harmed by it, then you need to be concerned about your weaker brother and not <coughs> out of right. the choice of judging that to be a harmful act for somebody who's not as strong yeah, in their faith. He basically says, hey, whatever you, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Yes. If you're not going to eat that meat, then fine. But don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. And don't, if you're going to eat yeah. it, fine. But yeah. don't be a jerk about it. Use yeah. this to praise God. Yeah. Um, and, and so we, we have to do that. But on the other hand, Paul doesn't say that about everything. Mm -hmm. Galatians 1. Paul talks about the gospel. Mm -hmm. And he says, if you preach any other gospel, let that person be a curse. Let that person literally go to hell. Yep, anathema. Yeah. Uh, that person is anathematized. Yeah. 
Yeah. That when it comes to the gospel, no, this is it. Yep. And if anyone says anything different, they're wrong. Judge that person. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to be. It has to be a biblical judgment, not just my opinion, not just cultural uh, and calls. Or I judgment. think as I read through the the letters and the and the gospels and stuff, it's done in community. Yes. It's not one yes. person going up to another and saying, you're a sinner. I mean, occasionally, yes, but typically, like Matthew 18, it's all about how do you approach somebody. If it's somebody, if somebody's done something against you, go to him privately. If he doesn't, let him take one of the other guys yeah. from the church and then take him before the congregation. There is a precedent yeah. of a way of doing this kind of and, thing. And you know what, what I love about that is... It's not like, like you're building a gang against somebody. No. But when you have these witnesses, there may come the time where the witnesses say, you're the one with the problem. Maybe this right. guy isn't as bad as you think he is, and maybe you need to repent. And church discipline is always, always, always about restoration. Right. It's not, you know, it's not meant to be abusive in any way. It's to be a loving act. Right. It's like with, with God, how God treats us. In Hebrews 12, it talks about you know, what father who loves his children does not do discipline right. to them. Right. You know, if, if, if uh, let's, say, let's say Devante was headed towards the street. Yeah. And Which gonna, happens you, every day. And you're going you're gonna to just let him run? No, you're going to go get him right. or yell at him to stop. Or tell Jill, go get that kid. <laughs> But the thing is, you know, it's out of love that you restrict in that right. case because this kid doesn't know what he's doing. But I, what I love about the because that's what the purpose of the church is. Mm. First off, uh, you know, uh, in, in Timothy, Paul says the church is um, the foundation of truth mm-hmm. um, or pillars of righteousness and so on. But it's, it's that idea that the church is here to safeguard truth and it's, it, it works... That's how it works with us in a disciplinary way. It keeps us from falsehood. Mm-hmm. It keeps us from sin. It's our safeguard. God is not, it's, it's not a police officer, but it's just like, you know, the sheepfold and the shepherd. It's, we want right. to keep everyone safe and keep them together. Because we, you know, I made this connection a few weeks ago. Um, Oscar Kuhlman came up with the phrase, already not yet. Yeah. Talking about eschatology, we are already... Uh, you know, we've already are in the eschatological age because of Christ's resurrection, but the fulfillment of that hasn't happened. Well, with individuals, we are saved in Christ, but we still have the old self within us that right. we struggle with. So, therefore, the church is there to be a safeguard, not just for the truth, but for the truth living in us. Yeah, that we have to be together in order to keep each other. On the straight and narrow. <clears throat> right. Okay. So, man, I'm looking at time here, and we've only covered number one on <laughs> well, this list. What's, and we're what's, what's wrong the... with that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's. So we're going to end this podcast here, uh, and we're going to continue on. Uh, yeah, we're only on one. Is this going to? Is this going to be a, a, a 17 week series? Uh, it could be. It could be. I mean, and you know what? I'm game for that. I am too. But all right. So we're going to stop there. We're going to continue this list next week, and so. Ray will be back with us, and we're just going to keep marching through this list of 
commonly misused Bible verse. And you're wanting a, a, a blog on each one of these? I can do that. Let's do it. Okay, I will. Okay. Loan so, me the book. Well, it's on Kindle. Oh, my, well, it's my, my version is. All right, so the book, and that's our to be a recommended resource for today. See? I followed um, the outline without knowing it. Yeah, the most misused verses in the Bible, Surprising Ways God's Word is Misunderstood by uh, Eric uh, Bargerhuff. Is that how, I think that's how we said it. That's Bargerhuff. what I said, it, yeah. Um, so uh, we'll put the link to that on, on our website. Um, and so don't forget to check out the website at www.basicbiblepodcast.org. You're going to see some of those blogs put out by Ray. And uh, you'll see uh, links to all of these resources we're, 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 we're giving you. And you can look up past episodes and whatnot. And so I hope you'll do that. So uh, check us out also on Twitter at Basic Bible Cast and Instagram, same thing. So until next week, have a great rest of your week. Mm-hmm.